ladies and gentlemen, please take your seats. The show is about to begin. I'm Neil Nix, and today we have a great show planned for you. All hot topics today. Rob B. is talking about rights for indigenous people in Canada across the border. And Lizzie wants to discuss Caitlyn Jenner running for governor. And then Jose is wondering why Republicans are driving people out of their states. And in quick fire today, Oklahoma just made it okay to run protesters down with your car. Yep. And in Shenanigans, the game show, we'll see who wants to be a millionaire. But before we get into the show, I've got to introduce you to my wonderful co-host, our writer, editor, journalist, professor, all-around sports guru out of Washington, D.C., Miss Lizzie Enders. What's up? What's up, everybody? Happy Sunday, fun day. I'm just going to start reintroducing myself as the sleepy girl. As the sleepy girl, <laughs> I'm tired, I'm battered, I'm beaten down. It's the end of the semester at Howard, but the beginning of my teaching gig with the school of the New York Times. So, no rest for the Numinator, no rest for the Numinator. But I'm happy to be here on Sunday to get into these hot topics. Well, we're definitely happy to have you. And a rock star coming to you from Sudbury, Ontario, with the rock band Fallen Machine, Mr. Robbie Rock. Sup, what's up, everyone? Happy Sunday, fun day. Happy to be here. Things are good. It's uh, been a little bit chilly this weekend around here, a little bit wet, a little bit windy, but uh, it's all right. Got someone nice that I can snuggle up with in the house. Ooh, who's that? Who's that? Uh, who is that? Who would that be? <laughs> well, <laughs> also coming to you from Sudbury, Ontario, the always vibrant, uplifting, and fun Miss Jose. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for having me back. Um, it's been much cooler today. We should have been wearing uh, winter jackets, but it was a nice day yesterday. Uh, Robbie Rock and I had the chance to, you know, uh, use his new electric chainsaw, burn some wood. I tried to clean the pool and I swallowed a bug. I inhaled it so hard, it hit my uvula. I could still kind of feel it. Don't ask me what kind of bug it was. I have no clue till now. Like, I seriously have no clue, but it hit. So I'm kind of glad I was by myself and not with Robbie Rock because it would have been so embarrassing to see my reaction. <laughs> All right. Oh. It sounds like a lot of fun. I'm really good for you for that. It I, is. I, what a big hug to that, Jose. That's all I got because <laughs> I would have lost my shit 100%. 100%. Protein supplement for the day. I was like, you know what? It's already hit the back of my throat. There's no going back. Just swallow, drink some water, and move on. And if I don't get really sick, then it was protein. <laughs> uh, I want to make a joke, but I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, <laughs> let's get started with our quick fire question. All right, Oklahoma Governor Republican Kevin Stitt signed into law 
a bill that protects drivers who accidentally hit protesters as they're running away from riots. What are your thoughts on this license to kill protesters, Robbie Rock? This is coming from the same guy whose first law he signed after taking office allowed anyone in Oklahoma over the age of 21 to carry a firearm without obtaining a permit or completing any training. So, Lizzie? I think these people need to go back and read. The, they always like to, you know, loud the First Amendment. They need to go back and read the First Amendment. They read what it says about our rights to peacefully protest and assemble in this country. Jose? The neurotic pursuit of sanity is driving us all crazy. Honestly, the what? legislation does not define uh, the circumstances that make it necessary to flee the scene of a protest. So I'm just going to go. I'm going to start protesting. I hit someone. Sorry. I was, you know, running away. Bye. Yes. Yeah. So I want to know where are the bills accidentally run over the lawmakers making these stupid ass bills. <laughs> That's what I, I want to know where those laws are. But uh, so I feel bill... like there's better things out there to be bringing forth to the Senate, to the table, to fight for. This is just ridiculous. Yep. So let me give you a little background. So the bill actually says it grants civil and criminal immunity for drivers who unintentionally harm or kill protesters while fleeing from a riot, as long as there is reasonable belief that fleeing was necessary. So it should be noted the word unintentional and what constitutes a riot are so, not well defined in this law. So mm -hmm. fleeing, fleeing in this instance. No, so is supposedly it, the driver is fleeing. The motor, so the motorist is fleeing a, a riot. And that, not like Neil was saying, the caveat is that a riot isn't clearly defined. So it opens the door for people to really abuse this if they're in a state of panic, if they feel that they were endangered, if they even make that claim, then they have a legal basis for defense. Supposedly. It's a, slip, it's a slippery slope. And there's been similar legislation passed in other states, including Florida. So basically, it's the same as law enforcement officers saying that they have a right to shoot down black people because they were in fear of their life, mm -hmm. even though folks have their hands up saying, you know, ah, don't shoot, don't shoot. Well, you know, I thought his cell phone was a gun. Let me gun him down. So I was fleeing. I was in fear for my life. Yep. Gotcha. Pretty much. Gotcha. Pretty much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, is there is there any point to this? I mean, I'm, that's what I'm trying to figure out. What, what is what is the point? I mean, I, I get we want to be able I, to run over protesters and present protests. I can appreciate I, that some of the constituents, some of the some of the constituents absolutely came forward with this, saying, "Hey, you know, we feel threatened. We feel scared." by this and this is okay well here we're going to protect you with this law i mean it's but these are all false claims if you feel threatened if you feel like you don't want to be around these protests or rallies don't take your car out just get out and also i mean how many instances have we seen where someone was fleeing in their car for their safety and they accidentally ran over someone during a protest virginia thank you Virginia. Most of the incidents that we've seen have been done on purpose. People are purposely. Yes, but that, that's the whole thing. That's why the word unintentional is not well defined. Because, oh, if I, if, you know, if I want to, if like we did in um, uh, Charlottesville, Virginia, where the guy ran over a protester, he could easily argue, hey, I was scared. I was fearing my life. So I decided to run down this 
um, this protester, this this young lady. Or I was this fleeing, and hand... unfortunately, this person was in the way. That, and he's right? immune. That's exactly he's the immune. defense. Yeah. As we're discussing this, this goes hand in hand with Kyle Rittenhouse running around the streets with his gun because he was scared. If his little ass has stayed at home where he was supposed to be and not in Minnesota yep. under a illegally with a gun, he would have had nothing to be afraid of. Nothing to right. be afraid of. Right. But I get I bet you that if the the tides were turned, if the tables were turned, and this was someone in a car who was leaning more towards the left and they ran into a group of proud boys because they were fleeing or they ran into a group of Trump mm -hmm. supporters Whoa. because they were and they happened to kill people this would not fly nope. this would not be oh well let's you know grant them you know immunity we're not going to charge them with murder so clearly this is against a law that is geared towards a certain group of people in this country yeah so just redefine the word unintentional Mike Winter just posted a comment that really makes sense. It, it is purposely not well defined for these idiots yep. to be able to get off, to be able exactly. to build a defense. Yeah, exactly. What were you going to say, Jose? Oh, no, no. I was just agreeing with what uh, Lizzie was saying, and that's all. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I agree with what Lizzie was saying as well. So. All right, if you've never been to TLS before, let me tell you a bit about us. Our hosts and guests share their truths and opinions with you, call out those lies, and point out any ridiculous shenanigans going on. And on our show, we always try to have some fun with some shenanigans of our own. You can join in the conversation live every Sunday, 4 p.m. Eastern time, or listen to the podcast anytime on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you listen to podcasts. All right, now it's time for Hot Topics. Every show our hosts bring you Hot Topics they want to share. I'll ask them, is this truth, lies, or shenanigans? The hosts will talk about it for a bit until time is up. And then we'll go to our audience questions and comments. We are definitely listening to you right now. All right, we've got Caitlyn Jenner making some big moves. Lizzie, is this truth, lies, or shenanigans? That's shenanigans, mayhem, and foolishness. Go back. I want. I want. I would prefer that Caitlyn go back to the Kardashian Jenner clan on E versus running for any type of political office. So Caitlyn Jenner announced on Friday that she is running for governor of California. Caitlyn Jenner, who has no history of civil service, no history as a politician, has decided that she too, like Donald Trump, wants to throw like their hat in the ring and be this huge political figure. Like being governor of California is a big deal. Is a big deal. It is. So what do you guys, it's right off the bat, country. what do you guys have to say about Caitlyn Jenner, former patriarch of the Kardashian Jenner clan, deciding that she is now going to run for governor of California. Start with Robbie. So I will say this about a, it takes a lot of drive, determination and hard work to become an Olympian decathlete that that kind of work ethic is to be admired. But like Lizzie was alluding to, 
um, no civil service experience, no political experience. And I can appreciate that um, perhaps Caitlin has, is trying to appeal to a broader support base while uh, deciding to run for office, but I really don't know what their qualifications are. What, what kind of poli-sci experience, what kind of legal experience do they actually have that would qualify them to, for, for this really challenging position, like you were saying, Liz, governor of California is no joke. It's, it's a vast state and it's riddled with all kinds of issues. So if you are not the right candidate for this, then you're not the right person for the job. Exactly. Jose? Honestly, was associated with Trump, supported Trump previously. So that's not going to help her case in any way, shape or form. I know the LGBTQI, uh, and I forgive me if I've missed any letters, uh, have said that this is not very well welcomed from them. They have harsh criticisms uh, in regards to that. And I don't know how I feel about another uh, TV star or, you know, very well known celebrity going into politics um we just saw trump i mean that was just buffoonery from day one mm -hmm. but i think sometimes they use that you know to get into you know the white house or whatever honestly i think that caitlin jenner should be taking care of transgender issues that's going around in the u.s right now Yep. So maybe start from there and work your way up. Yeah. Uh, Caitlin is not the best option. I mean, not only is, are we talking about just a, a plain old celebrity with no political background whatsoever. I mean, at least run for like city council first or something, at least <laughs> something mm -hmm. to kind of mm -hmm. like, hey, you know, figure it out, understand what, what's involved in politics in general. Um, but just throwing your hat into the race and you know with no background and i get that he has a she has a big um following which could lead to something um especially if kim kardashian gets behind him i mean it, it's possible uh -huh. she could she could win but with that being said um not qualified probably not going to be the big advocate that lgbtq people are looking for and hoping for <laughs> I'm hoping uh, she she does not win. So. Also, you know, it's not necessarily just, you know, no history of civil service, no history of um, government participation. Um, as Mike Winter pointed out, has a shoddy history of voting mm -hmm. in California, but also no history of running a budget, no history of running a state budget, no history of running a local budget. Like this isn't just a position that is name only. There's a lot at stake here. And I'm so, you know, annoyed and pissed off that people are willing to consider these type of unqualified candidates for a position in their state, for a position to lead the country with no history whatsoever. And, you know, the state of California has a host of problems already. They don't need to have this type of foolishness added on to it. Like, I know a lot of people, you know, like, you know, Gavin Newsom for whatever reason, um, and you're allowed that, but at least Gavin Newsom 
had some background. Gavin Newsom used to be the mayor of San Francisco. He was a businessman before he decided to get into politics. So he has some history with these type of positions. Caitlin was on, Caitlin, yes, was, you know, an Olympian, an Olympic gold medal winning decathlete. Caitlin was also, you know, on the Kardashian show for several years. But outside of that, we know nothing about her ability to run a state, to be a supervisor, to be a boss, to make legislative decisions about a state and for the citizens of California. And so I, I don't think she's going to win. I think, you know, California um, is way too liberal. And California, I, I think they expect better, they want better. But it's really scary that everybody all of a sudden just thinks because they have a name, because they have a bunch of Twitter followers and Instagram followers, that they are qualified to run a government. That, that, that's just scary to me. Yeah, totally agree with you 100%. So what has she done for California? What has she done for the USA? What has she supported? You know, um, there's no, to me, and I might be way off, I don't know the education or anything like that, but there just no qualifications. It, like you said, Lizzie, I got money and I got spare time, so why not? And it's, 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 yeah, it's just, it's just scary. And I think, you know, as Americans, because yeah, we're supposedly the land of the free, um, but I think you need the land of the free. We need to be land of the free, but expect experience from people. We expect qualified people to represent us. And the fact that, you know, you won an Olympic medal, the fact that you were able to make money off of a TV show does not mean that you were qualified to run a government. And like Jose just said, like, what have you done politically in grassroots mm -hmm. effort to help the people, the citizens of California? She's more uh, right-leaning than she is progressive or left-leaning. Um, she is definitely a proponent for the rich, for taxing people heavily, except for the rich. Um, she was a Trump supporter until she saw Trump's true colors and that Trump was not a fan or was not supportive of the LGBTQI community. I, I just so, want to say, I think, and I think he, she only became a non-supporter because he, uh, because of the backlash that, yeah. that, um, that she was getting. So I, I think that had more to do because I, I actually truly believe she was, a, she is, remains a Trump supporter. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And she's been quiet over the past year, over the past two years on a lot of key issues, key points that not only affect the citizens of California, but also affect, you know, people across the United States. So I no, no, no. Do better, y'all. Do better. Don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. And it's the same, in, in my opinion, it's in the same vein as Kanye West, you know, um, her soon-to-be former son-in-law, step-son-in-law, um, trying to run for president. It's in the same vein as people talking about Kim Kardashian one day running for president, which that may just send me over the edge, and I might have to get up and leave and go to Finland. But it's, <laughs> it's, it's too much. It's too much. Somebody's definitely much. not a fan of Kardashians. <laughs> 
so vapid. So vapid. The entire family. <laughs> I don't even like the babies. I don't even like the babies. All right, let's get to some of these comments online. Uh, Kevin Thaxon says, she ate her Wheaties. She's ready. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. When was the last time she was on a Wheaties box? Wheaties from 30 years ago. Definitely the age. Oh, wow. <laughs> Mike, Wolf, Mike Wolf says, she's so much on the side of the Republican policies of cutting taxes on the rich that she's willing to ignore their anti-trans policies altogether. Uh, Andy Dufresne says, uh, absolutely nothing in California surprises me anymore. Sherry Blaine Priest. Well, Andy, Andy Dufresne lives in California. He, he lives in California. So he knows firsthand how she has been ineffective in that state. Yep. And Sherry Blaine Priest says, agreed neonics run for city positions to begin and get some experience. I'm going to tell you, it, Politics is is not for. I mean, it's it's not a easy thing. You can't just walk into politics and be able to run uh, a state, especially as large as California or even a country or cities themselves mm -hmm. are difficult to run. Like I say, we've had Mayor Patrick Loyan on the on the show plenty of times. Mayor, and it's no small it's no small feat. I mean, it's 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 very challenging. Um, it's not easy and takes a lot of time. Uh, a lot of effort. I mean, it's you have to have understanding of like working with peoples, groups, um, you know, personalities. Yeah. There's a lot involved in politics that people and don't you recognize. have to be cognizant of all of the issues across the board. And I think that's how you know that people aren't sincere when they just want to jump into the political ring at the highest level and think that they are qualified. Then they're not there for the people. There, it's a mm -hmm. personal game that they're looking for. If you really want to make a difference, if you really want to, you know, be there for the people, again, start at the low level. And like Jose said, and work your way up. Mm -hmm. There are plenty of things you can do in the community to help people and get experience and make a name for yourself versus just, okay, I just left, you know, keeping up with the Kardashians. So now I'm just going to be governor of California. They're too good. They're too good to be with the street people, right? To be like city. They think that they are too good. They're too big for it. Yeah. You got to start somewhere. Jacqueline Robinson says, sounds like that family is trolling for another storyline. The same Caitlin who has no governing philosophy whatsoever. We've had enough reality shows, including The Apprentice, DC, City Edition. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, by the way, Kevin Daxton points out Kim is about to pass the bar, probably with an asterisk, but she's yeah, going okay. to be a lawyer. Yeah, she's yeah, passing. Okay. She's, she, she's posting she's pictures studying of her studying for the bar. For the bar. She's studying for the bar. Mm, okay, whatever. All right. Enough of, enough of the gender. We just saw a whole big scandal about rich people buying their way into universities. You think if she passed the bar that she got it authentically or if she, you know, gave a little bit of that? Cause she now, Supposedly she's now a billionaire, right? Supposedly. You think she not shuffling a couple of those dollars to get her to pass the bar? Mm-hmm. Mm. Whatever. Have you ever heard her speak? <laughs> not the brightest soul in, 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 in California. <laughs> All right. Good hot topic, Lizzie. Thank you. Truth, lies, shenanigans. All right. We're going to Jose for our next hot topic. 
So it's a bunch of uh, bunch of things going down down south and with these Republicans. So, um, Jose, is this truth, lies, or shenanigans? I think it's all of the above because, um, I mean, truthfully, it's happening. I think it's uh, it's you know what? It's shenanigans. It's shenanigans. It's bullshit. <laughs> there we go. Sorry, I'm trying to be like. Right. I'm trying to be, you know, professional. And I'm like, yeah, okay, that's just not, just not working for me. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> at all. It's the, so it's essentially, like the original show name. <laughs> <laughs> so essentially what started was um, I read an article that is, that says that it's not safe. Parents of transgender kids plan to flee their states as GOP ills loom. Now, um, as I'm diving into this and I'm reading this um, article, it's heartbreaking because these are parents that are speaking out about young kids that have identified that are transgender. Now they need uh, certain types of medication services because if a child comes up to you and says, hey, I want to be a boy and they're a girl, well, they don't just start doing the treatments, right? So not only are you seeing medical doctors, you're seeing psychologists, psychiatrists, you know, but now these bills are coming in to not treat uh, these transgender children saying that, and I think this is amazing because it's a lot of men are saying, you know, a lot of these people are going to change their mind, you know, essentially for, especially for women saying they don't know what they're doing. And basically we have the gift to reproduce. So now these parents are going, do I have to move out of my state, find a state that still has trans that are still pro trans? Or do we just flee or do we abandon it? You know, so some people are thinking traveling, some people are moving. I'm just going to say, come to Canada, open arms over here. You know what I mean? So what I was going to ask you guys that, like, how is this issue being treated in Canada versus how we are? Canada is generally more progressive. To be honest with you, you're right, Neo. We are generally more progressive. And if I would suspect if anything like that were to be introduced, it'd be shot down really, really fast. It would not stand for uh, maybe provinces. Maybe I could think of some provinces that would be pro, you know, anti-transgender. But in large for Canada, no. No, I could not see that, uh, you know, but to me, it's a lot of Republicans as well that are introducing these bills. Why do they hate people? <laughs> Why do they hate people? Like, with Lizzie on that one. You know, like. Just to piggyback, I think, you know, my topic was a good segue into Jose's topic because it begs the question, Miss Caitlin, how do you feel about this issue? What is your stance on this issue? You are a transgender woman and you came out as transgender. You decided to make your transition as an adult. But according to you, you felt that you were in 
the wrong physical body for decades. So what if you were one of these young people and you realize and you have the courage to say, okay, at 15, 14, 15, you know, I feel that I am not comfortable. This is not my authentic self. I want to switch genders, if you will, and I want to start the procedure. I want to start the medical process to make me who I really am. Where is your commentary on this? Where is your support of this? Silence. Nothing. Nothing. And so this is what I mean about just, you know, trying to be elected to an office just for show and not really being in tune with what's going on with your constituent, your potential constituents, with the people of California. Um, but like Jose said, I, I think this is just, it's once again, we have a bunch of overreaching, overbearing group of people who always say they are, and I'm talking about Republicans, I'm talking about the GOP, who always say they want less government. This is supposed to be the small government party. And yet they keep coming up with these bills that are so stifling to people who are just trying to live. Like, why the hell do you care if this young man, this young woman over here is taking medication to transition? The only thing you should care about is if they're taking it and it is um, healthy for them. If they are taking medication that isn't going to harm them, everything else it's not your business. But do you, it's not your business. So very much like um, uh, allowing children to get augmentation, breast augmentation, or something like that. Do we think that if we're talking about kids and things like that, that there should be a different stance with that? That that should be better regulated? That children having, you know, these physical changes, the surgeries and things like that. Uh, not that it's happening. It's very, no, no, that, that the kids it's very rare that these kids. But it, it's, it's right now it's the support systems and the structure, it, the, the supports that they need to get them through their early out adolescence to a point where if they choose or if they opt to have surgical process, they can get there. But yeah, no, I'm with you, Neo. I mean, surgically altering people who are minors, I kind of struggle with that one. Yeah. Um, but and the article person... does say it. Yep, that it is rare for children to be to get you know um, the surgery, but they do need the hormones, you know, prepubescent uh, medication. Actually, like it's actually really really intense. The one thing I'm concerned about, and, and I, I understand that, but I want to be, you know, there are some parents. Right, who have um, a lot of baggage, a lot of issues that they're growing up, that they grew up with, a lot of things that they dealt with as children, and oftentimes that is um, mm -hmm. projected projected onto the children. And there are situations where I've seen where parents are leading their children towards, um, you know, uh, transgender. This is not, it's not, I, I'll get your hand. I'm just saying, I'm just bringing up the, 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 the thought. <laughs> there are people, there are parents who are uh, mentally unstable who do do that, who have some issues that are leading their children towards uh, being transgender, being a different 
feeling as though they're a different gender. And when we start going into, um, and this is off, a little off your topic, Jose, but when we start talking about, um, you know, having the hormones for the kids pre-pubescence, um, we're still then manipulating um, nature. Because if, for example, someone hit puberty and their feelings changed, um, then why are we not allowing that to happen? Because I, I know that's hap happened where uh, children have grown up uh, you know, feeling like they were girls or boys or the opposite gender. And then when they hit puberty, something changes with them. Um, and that's the natural way of doing things. So we're, we're talking about manipulating um, by giving hormones, potentially doing surgeries and things like that in children. I mean, are we, should that be better regulated is, is really my question. It just feels like, um, it's, again, when we have parents that are not stable all the time. Um, anyone, I'll let you, Lizzie, you had your hand. So. So there have been, at least from my research and from what I have observed in the public, there have been more parents of children who have cancer or who, I'm sorry, who say their children have cancer, but they don't, who have manipulated the situation so they can get mm. money, so they can get um, sympathy from the public and they're putting their kids through all of this horrible treatment, even though the children are fine, then there have been parents who are, you know, convincing their children that they are transgender. Sure, I you, think you can compare, is, but it's still the, but, but it doesn't change no, the reality of it. But no, it but you brought it up, I'm saying, but that's, that's the reality on the other side. So then do we not allow children who have cancer to have treatment? Like it's, 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 it's one of those things where one. I'm trying to compare to cancer and a choice to make transgender. No, what I'm comparing is you. You mentioned parents who are influencing, sure. who are convincing their children, and I'm saying there are parents who are convincing their children that they need this medical treatment for cancer when they don't, and hmm. so, but. Stop! But do we stop medical treatment for everybody else who needs cancer? No. These, I, these, I can't. I just can't buy the uh, the analogy of cancer. These situations that you're talking about are few and far between, and that's something that sure. the Republicans, the people I, I, I on the right, that. are just like, okay, well, you know, this is an agenda. It's not an agenda. There are children out there who know mm -hmm. themselves and know how they feel. They live in their bodies every day and they cannot cope. Sure. They're fit what the world sees as their physical body is not who they are authentically. And we're not taking into account, no one wants to talk about in these situations, but it also relates to transgender hermaphrodites. There are a lot of children who are born with both sex organs. What's that percentage? The, do, we, do we know that percentage? I, you can look it up. I, there, are, but there, the parents are the ones that choose which sex, and they choose very early on. Usually, when the child is an infant, they choose mm -hmm. very early on for the child what sex they want the child to be, and oftentimes it's not the right choice. 
And it's so about you have a child 0.018%. 0.018%. That but what's yeah. the percentage that what you suggested that parents are influencing their kids to be transgender? Like if we're going to if we're going to consider these minute percentage of people, then we need to consider hermaphrodites as well. So oh, what I'm, I'm not saying, disagreeing with you. Which so comes saying, to yeah. Go ahead, Jose. Sorry, Lizzie. Jose. No, 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 no. Please continue. No, no, Jose. What I'm saying is shouldn't be how we view this particular subject oh because there are a couple of parents you know who have who are crazy in the head and they have an agenda and they're influencing the majority of these kids if you talk to them it's the complete opposite the parents are not influencing them to do anything the parents are trying to influence them to be their biological gender i agree and yes i know i I understand that i'm not dis. i'm not saying that doesn't exist my question was more related to the other side of things. So I'm asking when we have these situations where we have parents who are doing that, how are we dealing with that? How are we dealing with that situation specifically? You deal with that because on a it case happens. By case. You deal with it on a case by case basis because the numbers are so small. We're and you hope that that about... would come up through the evaluations, the psych eval of the child, conversations with the family, someone who's doing something unscrupulous someone who is influencing someone else, I would hope that with the proper supports and guidance provided by the state and by the U.S., that these things would come to light and a psychologist or a physician may turn around and say, you know what, like there's a question, we question this. And I'm hoping that there would be sufficient checks and balances, Neil, because to go to what Liz was saying, as far as having an agenda, these families don't have agenda. These children don't have agendas. These transgendered individuals don't have an agenda. The agenda comes from the Christian right that is very homophobic in nature, who is afraid of change and of this. And if if it threatens white Christian America, they don't want it in their borders. So unfortunately, what's happening is these families are becoming refugees within America, because if you are living somewhere and you are told that because of who you are, you're unable to receive treatment, this is it's systemic separation. It's systemic discrimination against this particular group of individuals within your country. So you have states that are creating a refugee situation within your own borders. Americans should be losing their minds that this is happening. And remember, this was the same conversation we were having decades ago about homosexuals and their rights and the right for the government to intervene intervene and say, no, we're not going to give you any protections. I mean, in some states, we're still having that conversation about homosexuals. But now the, the scope has broadened to transgender people. And like Rob B just said, with the Christian, very right-wing Republicans yeah. saying, no, 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 these people are a threat to us, but we're going to shut it down. We're going to shut it down. And my, you know, I always, you know, we talk about, we joke about it a lot on this show. But again, I would say to these people, what would Jesus do? What would your Jesus do? Jesus would not be shutting down these people and telling mm-hmm. them no. So I, I my, my, my stance is I don't think, I, I don't agree with, this law. I don't agree with, 
I don't agree with these um, regulations being put in place um, because I don't know. I think people are. It's. I feel like a civil war is brewing almost because of all these things these Republican people are, uh, Republicans lawmakers are doing right now. So it's it's crazy to me what's going on. But with that being said, I would like to see. With that being said, I'd like to see some more regulations with um, um, with making sure that all of the suggestions that Rob B made are in place. Um, so if we're mm -hmm. allowing all of the, I, I would like to see instead of supporting, you know, you know, you know, people, the rights, not supporting the rights of transgender people. What I'd like to see is more effort put into and more funds put into making sure that we are supporting their decisions better so that, you know, we're looking at their, you know, making sure we're having psych evaluations and all those other things. I don't want the government all in my life per se, but at the same time, I feel I'm, I'm a very big on project protecting kids. So, um, I, 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 again, I think you're speaking to such a mind. Like, what percentage of kids under the age of 14 are getting actual procedures done? Like, we're talking about, you know, a very, if Minimal. any, a very small number of people in this country, this bill is specifically talking about hormone treatment. And it's to make Not a point. And it's definitely to make a point as well. Mm -hmm. um, that's definitely what they're trying to do, but I don't know. I, I still, I still feel like, I still feel like children are developing always. Children are constantly developing, and when we're making decisions for developing children to modify their, you know, their natural progression, um, and, and this is a separate issue to the actual legislation. I just, I just feel like. There's concerns with that for me. Um, I just feel like that there's a concern there for me um, doing that. So that's just mm -hmm. a personal thing, though. Um, all right. So let me get to these questions. There's a ton, ton of questions, ton of questions. So uh, let me say, Mike Wolf, there are no parents encouraging their children to be transgender. Neo is your source of information. No. Newsmax, you need to get some serious education on this. That is not true. I, I don't believe that because I've seen that. Um, I've just seen it. I, I've, I've seen it. Where? I've literally seen it. <laughs> so, so I, I disagree. <laughs> but um, it's Where? called Munchausen syndrome by proxy. It's a psychological disorder and another form of child abuse. Uh, this is from yeah. Jacqueline uh, Robinson. Pa Whelan says, I personally think children should not have a say about gender. As soon as they hit adulthood, they can be free to make that decision. I'm sorry, guys. Sorry about all the noises. I got to fix that. <laughs> We disagree with that. Like I knew who I was and what I wanted to be well before I was 18. And I didn't need oh, my yes. parents trying to say, you can't decide this for yourself until you're 18. I'm not live. A child should not live in misery about who their authentic self is until the state decides, okay, now you're, it's appropriate. Now is the time. So I totally disagree with that. Totally. Yeah, I can maybe see if we're talking about, you know, medical actual procedures, but to not even have the conversation or acknowledge with your child 
what they're feeling until they are an adult. And we can't even decide in the U.S. what age is I don't think that's what he's saying, not having... I don't, I, don't, I don't get the is impression he's saying not having a discussion about it. I'm saying, I think he was saying the hormones, the hormone Especially, you know, because Dwayne Wade, NBA, former NBA player Dwayne Wade, his son is transgender or is transitioning, if you will. And people, and he's what, 14 maybe, maybe 15 now? And people have been saying across the board that this is not something he should be talking about, should be able to, he doesn't know at 14, 15. Hell yeah, I knew at 14, 15 what my body was feeling, who I was attracted mm-hmm. to. I didn't. I saw myself. And so that's what I'm responding to. Like, let's not act like there is a cap to when people know who they are, because there isn't. There isn't. We tend to uh, think that kids can't think, right? We think that kids are not smart and whatever they're feeling is not valid. And there's a quote or a post that I saw before saying that, you know what, children are authentic until parents get involved. And it's true. And then we work at trying to find our authentic selves once we're out of that house, right? They are raising us how they seem fit, how they were raised. It might not work for that child, right? So at the end of the day, if my child came up to me and it was a it was a girl saying, you know, I feel like a boy. All right, let's talk about it. What's going on? There needs to be services out there, not only for the child going through changes, for the whole family, the whole family. If you've got 10 brothers and 10 sisters, everyone's getting help because they all need to get on the same page and they all need to understand and accept. And that's when the professional should come into play and say, yeah, this person, this mother, she's pushing this person to be trans, you know, as per what you're saying, Neo, right? These professional doctors, you know, counselors should be able to see, okay, this person's full of shit or this person is authentic and they really want to help their child. Get it? Yeah. And also, Jose, just to piggyback off of what Jose said, like, you know, for me, I was kissing boys in kindergarten. Mm -hmm. I was kissing, willingly kissing boys in kindergarten. My brother, my brother, who was gay, wanted to kiss boys in kindergarten, but could not. Because society Mm -hmm. back in the 60s, early 70s would not, not allow him to do that. But also, I developed very early... I was mm-hmm. wearing a regular bra by the time I was 10. So you yep. can't tell a 10-year-old girl who has the boobs of a grown woman that she doesn't know what her body is and how she feels about her body. Yeah. And I think that's what people don't understand. That's what people don't understand. I'm just talking pre-pubescent. So I'm sure when you were developing your boobs, that was post-pubescence. And then you you could you had it you could make some understanding of what was happening to you. No, puberty happens at different times to different kids. I'm not not picking an age. I'm talking puberty itself. I'm talking the actual. So then you, so then you can't just. But no, I was like one of two people in my class at ten that had boobs. Everybody else was flat chested. I'm not talking about an age. I'm talking about the actual puberty happens to everyone. So. 
the moment, but the time the frame that puberty happens, I'm talking post puberty. I'm not picking an age. Um, but it's at different stages. It's not this. It's not universal across the board. I'm just saying most no. of the treatments are no. required prepubescent to be able to ensure that a person is becomes a specific uh, gender. But prepubescent for me would have been like seven. I'm not like, picking an age. I'm just talking about the the the, the stage of development. Time. Right. The stage of development. Thank you. It, but it's but the stage of development is different. Is what I'm saying. Yes. At different ages. I'm not, different dis I'm not disputing that. Yeah. I'm not disputing yeah. that at all. And yeah. so we can't have this universal, okay, well, you have to do it within this time frame. You have to do it with it. Like, it can't be universal. Not time frame. It's stage of the, that stage of development. But, but, it, but, but what I'm saying is the stage cannot be established across the board for everyone because it's different. Yeah, and you certainly can't pick a specific age, right? I'm not, not disputing mm -hmm. that. But that's what... That's what these laws, some of these laws are alluding to. Fair enough. That everyone mm -hmm. develops or goes through that at the same stage. And they don't. Or suggestion that, you know, we can't let children until they're adults. Listen, I, I was thinking, listen, I was, you know, blushing about Prince due to my sister, but blushing about Prince when I was seven, eight years old. Like I was very aware yeah. of certain things when I was younger. Um, oh, can I just, oh. Sorry. The one thing I found interesting, because of course I'm reading about, you know, Caitlyn Jenner and everything we're going to talk about tonight. And I found something that Caitlyn Jenner uh, in an interview or an article added that the last time she was happiest was during the 1976 Olympics, because at that time she couldn't wait to wake up every day and get it going. Caitlyn said transitioning has renewed her excitement for life. Why are we denying this to other people? Agreed. Yeah. No, I, I, now, I don't want any confusion. I totally support everyone's ability to make that type of decision. Um, it's just, you know. Parents need to pull up their big boy, big girl pants and be parents, start communicating with their children and talk to them and have the open discussion. So. Another comment online, Mike Winter says, breast augmentation and gender confirmation surgery are not the same thing, Neo. That mm -hmm. was highly offensive. Now, let's understand, let's make clarify exactly what I was referring to. It is a modification of your body, which is similar in that sense. And that was only what I was speaking to. So I think I feel that modifications of your bodies, even uh, Olivia noted that even tattoos, piercings and alteration shouldn't happen until developed enough to make a decision like that. But, yeah. but that that's an American concept. Because if you go outside of America, sure. piercings are done for children. Yeah. If you go outside of America in certain cultures, certain societies, piercings and brandings, those are done for children. Yeah. So we're just mm -hmm. talking about, you know, American Western world ideals. And let me tell yes. you, I wanted I wanted a boob job to reduce by the time I was 13. Sure. And of yes. course, you know, my parents mm -hmm. thought I, you're not doing that or whatever. I would have welcomed it. Still would welcome it. Especially with mm -hmm. these COVID panels, still would welcome it. <laughs> still would welcome it. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. All right. Uh, we spent a lot of time on that, a lot more than I expected. Uh, so let's move on to our next hot topic. Great topic, Josie. Guys, shenanigans. 
All right, Rob B. Canada Supreme Court made some major rulings for Indigenous peoples. So, Rob B., is this truth, lie, or shenanigans? This is some truth that undoes some former shenanigans. So, on Friday, April 23rd, Canada's highest court reversed a federal government's 65-year-old claim that the Senex people, an Indigenous nation originally from British Columbia's interior, no longer existed. Uh, for those of you who don't know, British Columbia is the westernmost province of Canada. Neo, could I get you to pull up the map, please? Absolutely, sir. And I hate that I do this to you guys. It's just, here's another history lesson. No. Education, we need so, it in America. We need it here. Uh, we need it everywhere. So in, in the red highlighted area, you can see that the traditional territory extends mostly into southern British Columbia, but also northern Washington state. So archaeological evidence suggests that the Cynics have been, it were there approximately 3,500 BCE. And this is based on some of the pit houses that they have found. To put that into context, 3,500 BC, Romans built Rome in 753 BC, and the Greeks started building the Parthenon in 447 BCE. So the Cynics people were there for a long time. Um, so there's also historical evidence that they suffered severe depopulation through two, one or two smallpox epidemics. Um, the mm -hmm. epidemic of 1781 was likely the single largest outbreak with a mortality rate of 80%. So not really great times for these people. In 1820, uh, the Hudson Bay Company established the Fort, sorry, established Fort Colville, uh, which was close to major Cynics uh, fishing and trading sites. And that's near Kettle Falls, Washington, in 1872. So the people were basically displaced from northern BC and then down to the Fort Colville kind of area. So these were people who were semi-sedentary, semi-sedentary, sorry, semi-sedentary. So they basically, during the nice months, would set up shop in BC, do their hunting and fishing. And then during the winter months, they'd come back to northern Washington and they would stay in their pit houses where they could stay a little bit warmer. So, so border, in 18... But there was no border, man. Right. These are invisible lines that we created, right? In 1872, Ulysses S. Grant uh, passed a presidential order that forced 12 tribes, including the Senext, to forcibly amalgamate into the Colville Confederacy, which is the gray little section that you're seeing in northern Washington on the map right now. So this was an Indian reserve that was set up. And now you have peoples who spent tra their traditional lands, 80% of them are in BC, and now they've just been thrown into this tiny little sliver in Washington. In 1956, the federal government of Canada asserted that all Cynics people in Canada had moved to the Colville Reservation and were deemed to be extinct in Canada. In 2010, the Cynics leaders um, sent one of their members to hunt an elk in BC. So uh, Richard Disotel crossed the border into BC and shot an elk into in their traditional lands. Immediately after he felled the animal, he reported himself to the authorities and he was brought into custody because, I mean, he crossed the border, he's doing some legal hunting, he doesn't have any claim to this whatsoever. And that was the event that 
threw this into the courts that became the catalyst for it. So now as a result, we're seeing that the Canadian government is recognizing that the cynics people in Washington actually have claim to these territorial lands, that they have a territorial right to use these lands. So what this new law or what this is saying is that persons who are not Canadian citizens and who reside in Canada can exercise an Aboriginal right. That is incredible because as we know, that's an invisible line that we have between US and Canada. And this decision now recognizes US-based Aboriginal groups to have the claim to use lands across both of our countries. So without unpacking it any more than that, I would like to get your opinion on how this court decision, oh yeah, there's a lot more, but in your opinion, how does this court decision impact or affect U.S.-Canada relations with First Nations people? And should the Cynics people and other Indigenous uh, peoples reserve the right to travel between U.S. and Canada borders unimpeded in order to access traditional lands? Well, yeah, I'll start. I mean, um, I think it's a great thing that they're able that uh, Canada was able to make this ruling um, because, like you said, there were, like we said, there, there were no borders. <laughs> you know, these are all, you know, man made. America and Canada decided there were borders, and all of a sudden, um, indigenous people have to follow those borders um, and can't go to their ancestral lands, which is completely unfair. Uh, I'm hoping that uh, now do, do we know is the U.S. allowing um, similarly the migration back and forth without imp impediment? Do we know? I know that this has been challenged previously in Iroquois territory, uh, just as far as people traveling between Michigan and Ontario. Uh, that there have been challenges historically, but how it's being handled as a whole um, from both nations, I really don't know. This was a huge education for me, taking on this story and just getting this, uh, that the story, it was, uh, I learned a lot. Well, there's no question. They, they, have, they have rights to their lands, um, and they need to be able to retain their rights to their lands. Um, I'm going to keep it really simple to that. Um, Lizzie, what do you think? I think one that, Robbie, this is another issue that I'm happy that you brought to the table that I need to do more research and get more education about. Um, okay. And I think it's obvious what the implications are here or what is driving this. Um, and it's something that, you know, we, I mean, I think even if you think about what's happening in the Dakotas, if you think about what's happening in Montana or in the northern parts of the United States, it's something very similar, where the government has stepped in and has denied indigenous people their rights, denied them their land, mm -hmm. denied them their opportunity to say, hey, this is who we are, and we are going to make laws to protect that. It, it's something very similar, but it's not talked about a lot here. And it's one of those things where when we, I often think, okay, we're talking about or we're fighting about, you know, social injustice or whatever. And Native Americans, Indigenous people living here on, you know, U.S. American soil have every right to be pissed 
because no one is, you know, advocating or supporting them. Um, as it relates to this particular issue, I had no idea that they were, that this group of people were at one point considered extinct. I mean, uh-huh. just, just let that, for the viewing audience, just let that, you know, think about the word extinct. You no longer exist. You have been eradicated. You have been faded out. We no longer have to deal with you. And now we have a government that's saying, okay, that's not really the case. These people are here. These people are real. And this is something that we need to address. And so in 2021, this blows my mind. This blows my mind in 2021. But I understand because, again, I live in America and we're dealing with a lot of, you know, social injustice issues here. Completely understand how this came to be. And when I say I understand, mm-hmm. I'm not saying I understand in agreeance. I understand because, you know, I could, was that a cat that just walked across the screen? What was yeah. <laughs> um academically i i understand it's like okay yeah here we go again you know trying to subjugate a group of people for our own gain our own benefit and it's disgusting it's disgusting so my question robbie is then what are the next steps after this declaration from the court what are the next steps uh the u.s and canada are going to have to figure out um the travel arrangements, how, how these people are going to be able to travel between U.S. and Canada because, well, these are people who don't recognize that border. So by recognizing that they are people and these are their traditional lands, it gives them the ability to reconnect with other cynics people that they have been separated from for the last 150 years. I know that when the ruling came down, um, the gentleman uh, that I referred to, Richard Deshotel, the, the um, the hunter that went and shot the elk, he was reported to have done his happy dance for an hour. And I mean, you can't blame him because I, I came across a, an interesting little saying from a group of children uh, when I was doing my research on this. And the kid was saying, the more you learn, the more you understand. The best way to help is for all of us to learn about it. Knowing helps us move towards reconciliation. And I couldn't agree with that more because to learn that in your Canadian, to learn in your history of your nation that a people was displaced to another nation because of the way things were done. And then the other nation's government passes a law that says, okay, so you guys who came from Canada are now part of this group with the 11 others, and we're just gonna put you here. But wait a minute, this is much further south than our traditional lands. We wanna go back that way. And just to see it reversed, like it's, a couple of hundred years in the making and to know that these people were occupying these lands or with the archaeological evidence like some 5,000 years or 5,000 years ago that's that's amazing so to see them repatriated with their land is a wonderful story i think it goes a long way towards showing that the canadian government is serious about truth and reconciliation but we have a lot to fix ourselves Absolutely. I'm sure. now responding to some of the. Oh. We're okay. still uh, arguing on the website about the pretty about Jose's topic, so I'm still, you know. <laughs> 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 about that. 
Fair. I'm glad it was a good one. Uh, to be honest, um, when you brought this uh, article forward, Rob, um, it, it made me very, very happy just because um, I had to do uh, a project on residential school, uh, schooling for Indigenous people. And although I read one book and some articles, I learned so much. And what the Indigenous people have gone through is absolutely shameful. So to know that, you know, we are making headway in Canada, uh, it makes me proud to be Canadian. It really, really does. Now, in regards to the borders, if Trump was still in power, no, I don't think this would have, this would be shut down. But I remain hopeful with Biden. And I hope that he does right by the Indigenous people. And like you said, to think that these people were known to be in staying, like, no, you don't exist anymore. What? I couldn't imagine that. And now they have their own authentic identity. That's just celebrations. That's just, it gives me shivers and it gives me hope for humanity in Canada. Oh, Mia, we can't hear you, my friend. <laughs> I'm sorry, my dogs were making a bunch of noise. Who let the dogs out? But uh, it looks like I was I was going I was looking for uh, comments on Robbie's topic online, and uh, there's a few, but most of the comments are still on Jose's. <laughs> Jose, good good topic, I guess. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. All right. So the tribes, uh, John Rob says the tribes in South Dakota were even denied the opportunity to decide if their own people would be quarantined during the pandemic. Thankfully, they pushed back and told Governor Nome uh, to kick rocks. Um, Kevin Thaxton, he says, uh, as for the cynics, uh, there should be permission for nomadic folks to travel between uh, borders to practice their traditions. Um, so, yeah. Yep. And let's so, see. You know, I think there's still, yeah, there's a bunch of comments about. Uh, I'm definitely going to have to do my research. Yeah, on this. same here. All right. All right, cool. So, sorry, that's all the comments I see on yours, Robbie's. <laughs> sorry, you can blame Jose. <laughs> Jose had the hot topic, the hottest. Mine's a happy Jose. resolution to a history lesson, whereas Jose, well, it's a polarizing topic. So, yeah, I get it. Mm. It, it might be partially my fault for kind of taking the stance I took. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, uh, I, see, I see one comment. Paul Whelan says, Neil loves it when I show up. I respectfully accept your opinion. Medicine and surgery all to kids. <laughs> yeah, Paul Whelan always has a... a has a has a great point of view. Everyone has everyone who has a point of view has a great point of view. All right. From across the pond. That's right. Yeah, that Paul Wheeler across the pond. All right. You know Paul, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I thought so. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you for the hot topic, Rob B. It was a good one. Truth, lies, shenanigans. All right. It is time for shenanigans. Oh, good, good. Can I just say one thing before we get into the, the game show? Right. Um, and Winter just brought this up, and I've been thinking about this even as you guys have been talking about it on Unscripted. At some point, we need to stop being 
a panel of homosexuals talking about I'm sorry, we need to stop the panel of heterosexuals talking about homosexuality and transgender and, vi- and invite someone from that community. We definitely should. We definitely um, should. It, totally agree. It's becoming just, you know, a one-sided argument amongst us versus mm-hmm. having some We need that, that conversation. Exactly. I would love that. Exactly. We need yes. that conversation. Break out, break out of the echo chamber. Yep, let's figure that out. Yeah. Let's figure that out. Let's make that work. One of the yep. shows upcoming. Let's figure let's figure that out. All right. All right, time to get to our game show. All right, today's game is millionaire. I'm picking the team captain as Jose. And Jose, you'll work with your team, Sorry. Robbie and Liz E. You'll have three lifelines, a 50-50, ask the computer, and ask the audience. <laughs> the audience being our online audience, so you'll be able to ask our online audience a, a question. That'll be you know one what? of your lifelines. For this question, I'm telling you, if you guys did Man on the Street and walked around and asked some Americans this question, they would know. That's would true. Know. <laughs> they would know. All right. So the so the most helpful person picked by me uh, wins the final part for the show. All right. So, Jose, Jose, here's the first question. What colors are on the United States flag? Would that be A, black, orange, red, B, red, green, yellow, blue, orange, blue, orange, C, blue, orange, yellow, or D, red, white, and blue? I'm going to go with uh, D. D, red, white, and blue? Mm-hmm. That Final answer. Correct. Good job, Jose. Good job. I did it. I did it. <laughs> that was a tough question. That was a definitely <laughs> a tough question for you. All right. The Guinness Company is famous for making which product? Would that be A, beer, B, cakes, C, sweets, or D, cars? Am I supposed to answer that too? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You're the captain. A. All right. I'm going to go with A. A, beer, final answer? Mm-hmm. Yes. Beer, final answer. I thought they made record books. Correct. All right. <laughs> All right, next question. What was Bing Crosby dreaming of in his worldwide hit song? Would that be A, Vice President, B, Full Stocking, C, Turkey, or D, White Christmas? Of course, a white Christmas. White Christmas, of course. Let's see. Final answer. That is yes. correct. He hasn't had a white Christmas in years. He has not had a white Christmas in years. <laughs> Canada has, I'm sure. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> All right. This is for $3,000. Who was the ancient Egyptian god of the hereafter? Would that be hmm. A, inside, B, Anubis, C, Ra, or D, Sobek? Ra, this is all up your alley. D, Anubis. All right. Jose, is that your final, the final answer? B, Anubis? Sure. Yeah. Let's go right. for it. Jose, B, Anubis, final answer? That is correct. Good when job, it comes Robbie. to stuff like that, I don't doubt uh, Robbie Rock. 
I don't know. I don't know. Robbie messed messed somebody up the last of the Gianni. I think. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. This is incorrect. I think it was O C A K A Osiris, but. Osiris. Yeah. All right. So, this is for five thousand. Who was the host of the Tonight Show prior prior to Jay Leno? Would that be A. Steve Allen, B. Johnny Carson? C. Joan Rivers or D. Jack Parr. Right, Johnny Carson. Jimmy Carson. Final answer. B. Yes. Okay, final answer. Yes. That is correct. Correct. All right. So you're up to seventy-five hundred dollars. Seventy-five hundred dollar question. Carbon, construction, and tracing are all types of what? That be A, plaster. Paper. B, fabric. Come on, Robbie. C, paper. Or D, plaster. My lady's got this. C. She knows. C, paper. Yes. Final paper. Answer. Final answer. Yes. I used to love construction paper back in the day. <laughs> construction paper. Oh, carbon. It's your paper. scissors. That's a lot of art. <laughs> yeah, art project. All right. <laughs> Good job, Jose. All right. This is for ten thousand dollars. What is the symbol for cesium? Would that be A C F B C C C E or D C I? Remember, you have three lifelines. <laughs> oh, A. Lizzie says A. Yeah, I feel like A is the way, way to go. Are we trusting Lizzie? You guys, are you going with Lizzie? Yes. Okay. Yes, absolutely. Final answer. Final answer. All right, let's see. <laughs> that is correct. Good job. Nice. All right. Now we're you know, I had a to... chemistry teacher at Wilson. I learned a little something. I learned a little something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is for twelve thousand five hundred. Which brand of coffee was named after the hotel in which it was first served? Would that be A. Chibo, B. Nescafe? C. Folgers or D. Maxwell House. Which brand of coffee was named after the hotel? Let's see what the people are saying. Let's see. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Let's, 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 let's take it to the people. Let's take it to the people. Yeah. Okay. So let's look online. So everyone, put your answers in. Let's see. I'm thinking Maxwell House because that just kind of fits, Maxwell. but I don't know. Kevin Thaxon says Maxwell. Let's see. Let's Jack do Austin Maxwell. Says Folgers. Oh. Mike Winter says Maxwell with a question mark. <laughs> you know what? Brian? Yeah, Kevin let's do Maxwell. Maxwell. Huh? <laughs> he says Maxwell, but I suck. <laughs> well, you, you have another knife line you can use to your two other. You can ask the computer or 50 50. Nah. You know what? We're just going to go for it. Maxwell well, House, Maxwell final House. answer. Let's Maxwell do it. As well. Let's see. Final answer? Maxwell House. That is correct. Yes. Good job. Good job. All right. All right. So $15,000 question. Exa, Petra, and Terra. Exa, Petra, and Terra. So, so it's exabyte, petabyte, terabyte. A- after Terra. So what comes next? A mega, B nano, C giga, or D kilo? 
Exa Petra Terra, blank. Would that be Mega, Nano, Giga, or Kilo? I think it's Giga, but I'm not sure. Go 50 50. I don't want to answer. I'll help you on that. <laughs> so, what do you, you said 50 50? Are we doing a 50 50, Jose? Yes. Okay, let's 50. do it. 50 50. Let's see. Take two answers away. All right. You're down to Giga. C Giga. Yeah. Still yeah, I still think I'm feeling I've never heard of Kilo, so I Giga, yes. C final answer. C final answer. I believe that is correct. That Hot is diggity correct. dog. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was working backwards. All right. Ooh, you are up to the twenty five thousand dollar question. <laughs> Who said Carthago Belinda? Yes, I'm not. I'm not even sure what that. If I said it right, that's Latin. All right, Latin. So Carthago Delenda Est. Would that be A Hannibal, B J Caesar, C Cato, D Cicero? I'm pretty sure it's Hannibal and the Battle of Carthage. Let's do it. What are we doing? Cato. We do have to ask the ask the uh, computer if you like. That's your last uh, lifeline. What does ask the computer do? I don't know what that does. It, the computer will give you the answer that it wants to give you. <laughs> could be right, could be wrong. You know what? Let's just go Hannibal. Let's just do it. Hannibal? All right. Sure, final answer. answer. Final answer, okay. Hannibal. That is incorrect. Oh. Actually, Kyle Whelan had it. Cato online. Kyle Whelan had Whelan. it. <laughs> so much excitement. I know, right? Yay. That's better than Millionaire. That's what shenanigans is all about. Those were, not Those were good questions. Those were good. I'm sorry, Jose, but uh, you go down to zero. You did not win. So it's out. Mm. We'll, we'll figure out who... But how much did Rob B and I win? You won yeah. nothing as huh. well. <laughs> it was uh, a team effort. Wow. But Jose, team you did effort. a great job. So I'm calling you the winner. So you get the final thought for the show. So great job, Jose. Oh, good. All right, let's get our shout outs in. <laughs> Paul Whelan said, post my check. He's the only one who got it right. Post my check. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> He got one right for the afternoon. Right. Got one right. I don't know. He, he, he got the intro level questions wrong. So I mean, <laughs> level questions wrong. So I mean, that's an easy check to write. <laughs> All right, shout outs. Let's go with uh, let's start with Jose. Jose, any shout outs? Shout out to my sister Nick and her husband Ryan, my two nieces Ryan and Isla, my mom and dad, and Mama Bert. Miss you all, and I'm really looking forward till we can see each other again. All right, Robbie Rock. A uh, special shout out to my daughter that I'm still waiting to hear back from. Who? Yeah, it looks like she took a tumble today and sent us snapshots of a really swollen ankle and she's thinking it's a break, but yeah, we're still waiting to hear back from us. But being a Canadian citizen, you'll be happy to know, Liz, it's not costing me any more money than the taxes I'm already paying. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's the end of it. 
props to universal healthcare. Props to universal healthcare. <laughs> Lizzie, shout out. Um, a shout out goes to one of my dearest friends. Today is her birthday. What's up, me? Shout out to Danielle. Happy birthday. I hope you are doing it up well in Denver. Wish I could be there. We haven't seen each other since 2019. So hopefully, we'll be able to do it up before the end of the year. So happy birthday love. happy birthday all right and i was planning on doing a, a shout out to uh this wonderful vmix software that we use for our production <laughs> <laughs> but but i can't do that because if you notice, i was excited because they, they have voice prompts they added voice prompts to their thing so i could you know i could just do my production and just talk and it just messed up the whole show so <laughs> no shout out for them Shout out to uh, my family, my wife, everyone. <laughs> Shout out to all the comments online. Shout out to Pa Wheeling. Pa, I love yeah. it when you rile people up. I love it. <laughs> but, uh, it, was, it was, but definitely shout out to everyone online. So it's great, great stuff online. All right. And if you want to shout out, make sure you get on our whole social media page. We may just shout you out live personally. <laughs> all right. All right. And that's all this time we have for today's show. I'd like to thank you guys for sticking in there with us. We hope that maybe you learned something, gained a new perspective, or even got some things off your chest. Don't forget they to like. Nothing. Say what? They learned nothing. They learned nothing. <laughs> like, follow, and subscribe, <laughs> and share at TLS Live Show. Tomorrow, check out YouTube for your clips of the favorite moments from the show uh, at TLS Live Show or TLSShow.com. Our next live show is Wednesday, April 28th, 8 p.m. Mm. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific. Then the following week, Gianni Storm and Olivia E. will be rolling with you on Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. Mm -hmm. throughout the summer. So get ready for that. It's, they're a lot of fun. You can get a final sneak peek this Friday, 6.30 p.m. on Instagram yes. Live, on Instagram Live page. All right, and our winner for the show, final thought for the day, goes to Miss Jose. Miss Jose. Come through, Jose. Come through. <laughs> uh, lately, you know, I was very comfortable feeling cooped in. And what I've noticed is I've, I've been spending time outside. So if I can give a piece of advice and whether or not it's nice, it's cold, it's rainy, take a step outside, go for a short walk, inhale all the beauty, exhale all the shit out there and just uh, make every day count. I love it. Love the thought. And I'd like to thank Jose, Rob, Lizzie. Thank you for a wonderful show. I'd like to thank Olivia, Gianni, behind the scenes doing all that great work. And that yes. is going to be it. We'll see you guys later. Thanks again. Thank you. Shenanigans. Two, two, nine, nine.